Hello, everybody. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 12 of the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast all about travel, finding adventure every day, and seeking out ways to make your life a little more interesting. From Longmont, Colorado, I'm your host, James Barrett, joined as always by my co-host, Michael DeRosiers in Bangkok, Thailand. Yeah, we're back, man. We are back, back in business. Baby. Yeah, it's been a time, but I'm glad we are back. It's been busy. It's been a, it's been life. Today is going to be sort of a catch-up episode where we talk about what's going on in our lives, the adventures we've been on. I've had some adventures to share for sure. I bet you mm-hmm. have too. Less than you, but some. Everybody, again, welcome back. It's been a little bit, but we missed we missed you all very much. Why am I talking like that? I'm talking like a <laughs> my podcaster voice. I should stop doing that. Hello, everyone. From NPR, I'm Michael DeRogers. <laughs> I can't even remember the the uh Ira Glass. Ira Glass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just some quick announcements to get through. As always, check out our Kofi page if you feel like supporting the show. Again, we'll never lock anything behind a paywall, never lock anything behind donations. So it's Kofi.com slash attempt adventure. That's it. I finally got it right. Yeah. If you enjoy the show and you want to throw a dollar away. Uh, no, not throw a dollar away. Throw a dollar our way. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you enjoy the show and you want to throw a dollar our way, you're, we'd love that. But you don't have to. No. And as always, if you like the show, share it with your friends. Tell people about us. It helps us a lot. It helps us grow. If you haven't heard us talk about it before, Michael and I are not very good at promoting ourselves. So we rely on all of you. We're bad at social media and we lack confidence. <laughs> yeah, two things that are great for trying to build a <laughs> thing. Here's okay. When people ask, like, do you volunteer that you do a podcast? Not necessarily. No. Yep. No, I don't either. I don't I'm either. happy to talk about it from time to time, but it doesn't. Someone's, uh... <laughs> if someone's like, so what do you do for a hobby? I'm never like, I have a podcast. Yeah, which we should. Because then you're that guy. <laughs> I know. I know. Because everyone has a podcast. I mean, Yes, we're two 30-year-old-ish white guys with the podcast. But our podcast is uh, focused. First of all, we're not just a couple friends that sit around talking about nothing, which we do sometimes, but at least we have a theme. Mm-hmm. Number two, we're not talking about any specific fandom, which I think a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. are. Or just... Pop culture, politics, yeah, nerd culture, celebrities. Yeah, at least we have a theme, James. We have a theme and some um, pretty great guests. Oh yeah, our guests. Thank Highlight you. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So I mean, I think that's all the quick little announcements. Um, oh, I like your mug. Oh, thank you. I got this one in um, uh, Texarkana at that. Remember when we talked about the Bigfoot Museum mm-hmm, in Texarkana? Mm-hmm. It's my uh, the Boggy Creek Monster, the the Bigfoot of Arkansas. The totally not Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. He is a Sasquatch, but he's not Bigfoot because Bigfoot lives in the Northwest. It's the Boggy Creek Monster. This looks like a big mug too. I love a big mug. It's a giant mug. I love it. It's full of coffee. Oh, it's great. It's iced coffee. Which, again, Thailand, I appreciate because they do iced coffee. Yeah. Well, this one's homemade. So, but. Ooh, very nice. But just in general. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I know coffee. people. I know people. Yeah. You know, Americans love iced coffee. Mm-hmm. But most of the other coffee drinking world doesn't. I was traveling on a road trip one time with my old boss 
Jeffrey. And we had stopped at this cafe and I ordered a nice coffee. He's like, oh, that looks good. I'll have one too. He's like, you know, I'd never had a cold coffee before. I'm like, Jeffrey, you're like 80 years old. You've never had an ice co- an ice. You're coffee. You're 80 years old and you live in a hot <laughs> climate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never understand the drink a hot drink to cool yourself off mentality that exists. I get that it makes you sweat. And I guess it was great before air conditioning. But now that we have air conditioning, I'd rather be in air conditioning than sweaty. I'm not doing it. Not... I know that being sweaty is better than not being sweaty when you're in the heat. I get that. Right. But we have better options now. <laughs> yeah, we do. Like AC and just ice. I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, so why don't we just jump right into it? Definitely. We're not going to do, we're just, we're not going to say, what did you do this past week? Because it's been a while. We're just going to say what's been going on yeah. in the life of Michael DeRosier. Well, I mean, the obvious thing is that finally uh, I had my wedding ceremony. I mean, I had a wedding a couple of years ago. We got married during COVID. We had a small private ceremony in Texas. back. Finally, we were able to have the actual wedding ceremony. Uh, I was talking to my my buddy, Chris, who was one of my groomsmen. He and I worked at the school together for many, many years. Uh, he's from Cameroon, and we bonded because we were the only like two foreigners <laughs> at the old school. Um, great guy. And he was like, Michael, are you are you nervous? You know, the, the morning of the wedding. I was like, you know what? This is like my third time to marry her. So <laughs> I think I've got it down now. I think I'm, I'm 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 pretty good. But it was very exciting. It was really, really fun. My mother and brother were able to be there, had a great ceremony. That was awesome. So that's the big thing that's been going on. And that's probably the number one. That's the first thing to mention for sure. You know, and I and I apologize. I was not able to make it too far james i wouldn't have expected you to fly all the way out for that had i been able to i would have it would have been great i know but next time next time oh. you get married to her <laughs> the fourth one <laughs> right don't tell her i said that does she listen don't tell her i said that. i don't think so <laughs> my, my wife my wife doesn't listen either it's okay i have friends that do yeah i do too we could have a good friend in north carolina she listens. Big fan. How's it going? I have friends that listen. My parents listen. My brother listens to the show. Yes, he does. Our third host. That was great. The week before that, I had a bit of stress because I, I remember last time we talked, I was uh, working on renewing my passport. Mm-hmm. And it finally came in, but I, I needed to renew my visa or extend my visa. And I didn't have time to do it before the visa expired to transfer the visa to the new passport. I did not count on that. I had to leave the country like a few days before my brother got in, which he got in at midnight. La- very last minute, I had to fly to Malaysia. So I went to Kuala Lumpur. I stayed for two nights. This time, I just stayed at the airport hotel. I went to KL, stayed at the airport hotel. I even made a video about it, put on our YouTube channel of my little boring border hop. It was kind of dismal. I'll be honest. The hotel was very dreary. Is the video up? Yeah, it is up. I was just so bored. YouTube. Slash at slash attempt adventure. Michael's boring border run. Kuala Lumpur <laughs> is such a cool city, but the airport is way out in the middle of nowhere, and it was such a dreary, like rainy day. It was just miserable, James. I was so like, it was just dreary. I don't know how else mm-hmm. to describe it. It was almost comically dreary. Comically dreary. That's never good. Mm-hmm. You don't want that, <laughs> man. So yeah, okay. So you got married. You did a border yes. hop. Yeah, had some good food in Malaysia though. I, I that's in the video oh, too. Yeah, had, yeah, some, yeah. had some beer. It's a Muslim country, but you can get beer, so that was a lifesaver. Just <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I have never thought of that before. Can you? 
I don't know in like places like Dubai and stuff like that. Can you get you can get alcohol? Correct? You can, yeah, you, yeah, you can. In yeah, Dubai. yeah, but not if you're Muslim. Same in Malaysia. You can't get it if you're Muslim. Makes sense. Um, I think your national ID card has your religion on it in Malaysia. Mm. And it's really interesting. It's a very multicultural society. I mean, there are people, there's, you know, the, the Malay people, there's like Indian Malaysian, there's Chinese Malaysian, uh, Anglo Malaysian, people that have been there just due to the British colonialism, same like, you know, a lot of places in the world. So they can't outright ban alcohol because there's a lot of people that aren't Muslim as well. But when you're at the grocery store, by default, everything is, you know, halal. But mm-hmm. They had this area that was the cult, literally called the non-halal corner, and you walk in there, and there's like your bacon and your beer and your your whiskey, all the fun stuff, is in his own little like section. The best corner. <laughs> yeah. And those were talking about halal cart. What is what is that? The halal carts in like New York City. Oh, I see. You're like chicken and rice and halal guys is the chain that's kind of the same thing, and it's oh, it's so good. I know what you mean. I was thinking like Instacart, like halal. Yeah, cart. that's my bad. That'd be, that's a good <laughs> business model. It should exist. So I was there for two days. You can watch the video I put up. Yeah, in like three minutes. I'll do that when we're a, done. Yeah, I did a little tour of the hotel. It was an odd experience, really odd experience. But that was just two days and I came right back. And I had uh, not enough time to get a new visa while I was there. So I came back as a tourist for 30 days. Then my mom and brother arrived. My brother came the very next day at midnight. My mom came the day after that at midnight. So it was just a hectic time, you know, and then getting ready for the wedding. Very, very hectic. After the wedding. We finally got the chance to take a breather. We all went, my mom, brother, my wife, and I all went out to my favorite province, Kanchanaburi. I was so excited to take them there. I've taken you there before. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it out there. It's a province on the western border. It is so green. It's just beautiful. I mean, it's- Yeah, a lot of water. It's green. It's very, my very nice. My favorite place in Thailand, just because it's just, it's so peaceful. It's it quiet. Is. It's very, It's quiet. It's slower. It's nice. Yeah. So we did all the World War II stuff, Bridge on the River Kwai, the Wong Po Viaduct, all the stuff we did. Uh, went to Arawan National Park. All the hits. I saw something that I think Kyle posted, a picture of him like getting coffee at one of the, like, the Riverside coffee shops. Oh, yeah. And I feel like we went to that exact one. I saw that and I was like, I know that. Yeah, we did all the great stuff to do out there. You know, I love Arawan National Park. Really great hiking out there, beautiful waterfalls. What we did that was different, though, instead of staying in the town like you and I did, where we stayed at that floating guest house, we went mm-hmm. glamping. So we stayed at this place called Hintok River Camp, where you have these, you know, well, it's glamping. You got these big, beautiful canvas tents, but they're air conditioned. <laughs> oh, really nice. man, that been, that's a better move. You have a bathroom, you got a toilet and a shower, you know, Wi-Fi, all the good stuff. Great food out there. We went rafting on the river. I also made a video of that. I did see that. I'm going to watch that, too. So that was fun. I had never been glamping before. It was my very first time to do that. I've been camping a lot, uh, but my mother was not in the mood for camping in the the humidity and the heat of Thailand. So glamping was a good compromise. Yeah, it, it can be kind of rough. Then when we stayed that one night on the floating hotel, while very good time, it is a very basic experience. I feel like I slept very well, but I was also pretty drunk. <laughs> it was New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve. And I remember going to sleep and being like, ah, this is the best. Yeah. But it's like, then I like remember waking up and like looking around the room. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> we spent like, I think it was like $12 a night for that room. <laughs> it was very cheap. I do like how they all have like AC units in the room, but none of them work. You have to pay extra for them to turn it on. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have to book the AC room. I feel like you could just like turn it on somehow. 
I think it's there's I think there's a breaker somewhere. Oh, smart. Because I remember being like, oh, there's an AC unit, and it's like, oh no, there's not. No, but it luckily it was January, and you know, with the fan, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was all right. I just remember that. I remember that the other day. But then the second place we stayed did have AC and we turned it down like all the way. <laughs> yeah, the place at the bus station. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> all the way down. Anyway. Glamping was great. I have had some adventures, but then because I only came back as a tourist, that meant my visa was expiring. So last week I had to do another visa run, James. Uh, this time again, I went to Cambodia just because it's the easiest and the cheapest to get to. Mm-hmm. Recently, I've feel like i've been a little down on phnom Penh in our past podcast just because i've been there so much and like i'm i was so bored earlier this year when i went there i've done everything there and it's not a very big city really but this time i decided to do something different i realized i had not really ever gotten into the food there uh, it was a little bit less accessible than like thailand or vietnam like before i came to thailand i could name thai food i could name vietnamese dishes but even now i was thinking i don't know if i could name a single cambodian dish you know really the food is just not as accessible. There's restaurants that are in English, but they are just Western restaurants. They have, you know, club sandwiches and and yeah. stuff like that, fried rice, whatever. So this time I decided my goal was to try to get to know the local cuisine. So what I did, which I, I don't normally do, so I signed up for this morning tuk-tuk food tour, and it was actually a really great experience. I don't normally sign up for tours. You know, that's just not typically what I do when I'm traveling. But it was fun. It was a very small tour. It was me and this German guy named Sven. Nice dude. Um, I really enjoyed talking to him. It was his first time in Cambodia. This guide met us with a tuk-tuk, and she took us around town and took us to all these little local shops in the morning. We had some Cambodian pork noodles for breakfast. That, that one has bean sprouts next to it. Yeah, that's that the, the pork uh, noodles. That's the pork noodle soup, yeah. Yeah, that looks delicious. I never had noodles for breakfast. That's just not typical necessarily here. Maybe it is, but I've never had it in Thailand. So that was new. What were your thoughts? It was great. I mean, I've gotten to the point where in Thailand, you just eat whatever anytime. So I've gotten to the point where the the German guy was weirded out. He's like, eating noodles for breakfast is so strange. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I guess it is if you think about it. But it is. I mean, I guess the fried dough looks like the, um. you know, you get those like they call them like Chinese donuts, but they're they're just fried dough. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are. Okay. In Thailand, they're called patango. In Chinese, I think they're yutiao. That looks like some pork with yes. rice and delicious, an egg. Delicious pork with rice and an egg that was sort of marinated in herbs and yeah, palm sugar and stuff like that. Great stuff. It's delicious. Um, lob, looks like. It's a turmeric crepe. And so there's a oh, sort okay, of okay, I see it. And it's stuffed with minced pork. And what you do is you wrap, you actually take off a piece of the pancake and the pork and you wrap it in vegetables and herbs and you dip it in this sauce. It's called ban chow. Good flavors. And again, all these shops we went to, none of them had English menus. They were extremely local shops, places I never would have found on my own. Or even if I had found them and wandered into them, I wouldn't know what to do without speaking Mm -hmm. the word of Khmer. So this is a point where I was very happy to have a guide and to have signed up for a tour. It was a great experience, and it gave me not only a new appreciation for Cambodian food, but just a better appreciation for Cambodia and for Phnom Penh in general. That's awesome. That's that's a great way to look at it. And, you know, that, that kind of goes back into, you know, what sort of what we preach yeah. is to give things another chance. Yeah. So I want to give a huge shout out to Lost Plate Food Tours. They're the ones I signed up with, and they were excellent. So you got a coffee? Yes, really tiny cup of very, very strong Cambodian coffee. But they mix it with a sweetened condensed milk. Uh, almost like a Vietnamese coffee kind of very thing. Very similar, yeah. 
love Vietnamese coffee. It's like jet fuel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Of course, you know, we're close to Vietnam at that point. Very so. true. I wish I wasn't ADHD. So caffeine like did something beyond making me feel normal. <laughs> it just gets me to baseline. I know. <laughs> I know. It's very annoying. Everyone's like, oh, I'm so jittery. I'm like, I just feel fine. <laughs> I can think now. I know. Well, after that, then I was a bit more brave. And then I started like, okay, I'm going to go get more of this local food. And so the next day I went to this place and I got these sort of pin noodles. They're these thick but very short rice noodles that they sort of stir fry with vegetables. And they put a fried egg and some meat and some spicy sauce on top. That looks delicious. I went to this other shop called David's and shout out to David's Noodle in Phnom Penh because they've become quite famous because they make their noodles homemade. And the, the guy, the shop owner, who I, maybe that's David, I'm not sure, stands out there and he uh, makes all the noodles by hand. He pulls the noodles by hand whenever you place an order. He'll make them for you so you can watch him making your noodles. And they're really good. Homemade noodles are great. They're too time consuming for me to make on my own. But yeah. Final dish was the national dish of Cambodia. It's called fish amok, which is this. Uh, sort of sweet fish curry. Typically it's steamed, but I walked into this one restaurant and the guy could speak excellent English and he was really excited that I was there. He was proud to tell me that they didn't just steam their amok, they actually grilled it. So he wrapped it in a banana leaf and then grilled it, gave it a bit of a smokier flavor and it was so delicious as well. Really good uh, served over rice. When I was at the restaurant, he was introducing a new menu item, which is one of Cambodia's most infamous dishes which you might have seen if you've been on, you know, food, food blogger, YouTube, something like that. Send you the picture, James. The tarantulas. Deep fried tarantula with chili. Did you? No. <laughs> oh, come on. I know. I, I, this is probably the safest, cleanest place to do it at this nice restaurant. But I was like, I just can't. I, I'm very adventurous with food. Maybe next time, but I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Apparently, they're really good. If, I, if there was someone else there with me, maybe. But by okay. myself, I'm like, I, I can I really want to go to Cambodia. Okay. Well, next time you're here, we'll, we'll go to Cambodia. I think if you take me to Cambodia, then it'll be like experiencing it all over again. Kind exactly. Of and seeing new stuff too, you know, because I I mean, it's really just Phnom Penh that I was tired of. Like Siem Reap mm -hmm. and Angkor Wat, I could never get tired of that. Next time you come here, we'll definitely go to Cambodia. Try to find a good ticket to Thailand and we can get over there easily. I keep looking every once in a while like I have money. Yeah. <laughs> I like have alerts and they'll be like, oh, cheaper today. And I'm like, oh. Okay, it's only $1,100 now. <laughs> I know. Thanks. Well, my adventures are not as adventurous. First of all, the Malaysia trip was not expected or wanted. It was a, a visa problem. The Cambodia trip was exhausting, and I also didn't want to do it because I, I'd rather just stay home. I'm tired, James. I'm tired of traveling oh, to yeah. Cambodia every three months for a visa. <laughs> for a visa. Um, at least I did enjoy the But I was there for a week, and those pictures of the food, those few meals I had were the only fun thing is there's some time I was just one like day sitting in the yeah sitting in the room so, <laughs> working so it wasn't you know, all it I mean, people always say oh living abroad it sounds so exciting and a lot of it is but there's a lot of really exhausting parts I mean at the end of the day even, no matter where you live you're still just living like you still have to do your everyday day-to-day -day life and one thing that gets misconstrued with a lot of you know travel bloggers and youtubers and things like that is that you're seeing very like picked and chosen moments the highlights you're not seeing the rest of it that is just boring yeah i mean i was just working like for me i i'm job hunting that's been rough i you know we have been doing better about getting out last weekend we went back up to estes park that is a place that i have been to a bunch and i feel kind of the same way where i'm like oh i've been there so much it's boring like uh, and 
I need to give it another shot. Yeah. We went because they were having an art festival. And it was that was that was very nice. It's nice just to get up and be in the mountains a little more and that's always nice, but it's very touristy in the main part of it. Very, very touristy. Like every other shop is a the you yeah. know the ones that sell random t shirts and just junk. Like crystals. <laughs> yeah, like just random crap that nobody needs. Those bags where you can like scoop up colored rocks and put them in a little bag. <laughs> yeah, that just touristy gift shops, you know. Eight hundred different shirts that just say Colorado on them, that kind of thing. I need to explore it more. I need to go into different parts. I need to figure out what the locals do if they do anything. How many locals are there? How many people live in Estes Park? Can't be that many. Five thousand, five point nine thousand. So not many. <laughs> five thousand nine hundred and four. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gone down from its peak. Sometimes you go to a place and even if you really like it, you get kind of tired of it. Yeah, and I do really like it. Sometimes you just have to have a new perspective on it. I don't know. Maybe you could sign up for a tour. Maybe there's a food tour in Estes Park or something. Maybe maybe I just need to explore other areas around it rather than just using it just to go up into Rocky Mountain National Park, which again is another right. place. Just see what else is like around. So I need to yeah, be better yeah. about that. They got a YMCA up there. They got to have stuff. Oh, they have a YMCA that still has lodging. That's not super common. No. Anyway, I'm going to get distracted. Um, <laughs> so we did that. This Saturday, we're going up to Vail. You and I have been to Vail. Vail's great. We have been, yeah. Following Sunday, we're going to Elkfest, Elktober, as they call it, back Fun. in Estes Park. Kind of a fall festival kind of thing. So got some stuff coming up. Beyond that, I haven't really done a whole lot of exploring around town so much mm -hmm. trying to get sort of my feet under me i am i feel very comfortable like I'm, I'm happy here so it's just trying to figure out i'm very bad about doing things on my own i much rather do stuff with somebody and that's just a personal thing that i gotta get over and beyond that i don't have much money unfortunately colorado is an expensive state and in order to do a lot of things i need money and so it kind of keeps me a little more in my bubble but i am trying to be better about getting out more getting out into nature a little more it's finally starting to cool off it's been hot it's been hard to want to get out yeah because like even though it's still it's not as hot as like back home but it's still hot and i'm just like i don't want to i don't want to be out here it's hot <laughs> that, that's really what i've been up to honestly man it's it's stressful sometimes just trying to get him going <laughs> yeah no i know it uh, yeah like so i'm just i just clicked right here like i got a place called jim lake it's a scenic spot it looks beautiful i never heard of it but like it, it just doesn't there's just not a whole lot of like um and maybe there isn't i just don't know about it i will say estes thai the mm -hmm. thai restaurant in estes park is the best thai food i've had in the united states mm. or none hands down on par with a lot of the food in thailand it's excellent it's excellent and authentic which is a big deal i guess sometimes you just yeah just have to look at it with a new perspective kind of like mm -hmm. we talked about in our photography episode yeah and i'm i'm bad about that and i know that you do something so much and then it's just what's the point and that's no good like you shouldn't do that i mean beyond beyond that i'm i'm very again congratulations on your wedding thank you so much and it, it, the pictures i saw it was beautiful you mentioned a little while ago are you planning on coming 
to the U.S. Yes. Anytime yes. soon. I am. I don't have the dates down specifically. I'm thinking Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. Okay. Like Thanksgiving through Christmas or separate? Through. Okay. I'll be there for a couple weeks. So that would. November, November-ish, December-ish. Okay. Well, hopefully you could make it up here. Yeah. I, I was looking at the flights. They're not horrible. American was like about $200. Not awful. Frontier was like 50, but I'm not flying Frontier. <laughs> no. I'll never make it, James. You'll never see me no, get on a I'll Frontier never see flight. You. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> if you're able to make it up here, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd Have be fun. Some some wintry mountain adventures. That would be cool. In November, it won't be that cold. December it's it can get cold, but it's not. I mean because you know, I'm thinking about stopping in to see my brother in Boston. I'm like, but that's gonna be that's gonna be rough for someone that doesn't even have like a coat. <laughs> yeah, you would you would need something. You would need I don't own something. a coat, James. <laughs> it's okay. I I've had to buy winter clothes. I don't I like don't have any more. I still don't have a coat. I don't have a coat either. Yeah. And I live in yeah. Colorado. <laughs> right. I have a right. sweatshirt. But no, like down here it doesn't get like it'll get obviously it's cold. It does yeah. get cold. But it's like I had someone when I when I first moved here tell me the secret is that they want people to think that it's just like a frozen hellscape all winter. Yeah. Oh, so that's just so so many people don't go. <laughs> but it doesn't work because everyone loves Colorado. Right, 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 like, right. I don't you can't, beyond, you can't keep people away. Beyond being crowded, I haven't heard like anyone say one bad thing about the state. No, I mean, what is there to not like? Unless you just like hate the mountains, unless you're like a beach person and only a beach person. I guess that's true. That is my one complaint. The lack of water is my one complaint. I do really like having water nearby. Mm-hmm. Because like even in in Texas, you're always close to a river or lake, no matter yeah. where you pretty much. Well, not everywhere in Texas, but in where we grew up, yeah, in north and central rivers Texas, and stuff like that. And here, around here, there are rivers, and some are bigger than others. Where I am currently, there's not really. You know, when I lived in Reno, being close to Lake Tahoe and being close to yeah, Donner that Lake would be nice. is, is is spoiled, and you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. I love a mountain lake. Clearest water you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. So, well, that, that'll be exciting. Well, I hope you are able to get up here. I'll do my very best to if I can just find a good ticket. That's all. I just Like we were talking about the other day, I wish there was like bullet trains or something. Oh, yeah. easier and just, cheaper to travel. Even the bus not, is like the same price as a plane ticket. It's Yeah, it's just hard now that I don't live. My parents don't live near the airport. Oh, that's true. They don't. Man, I I, I like the new place. I It's nice. I loved being, this is such a selfish reason, but I loved living 20 minutes from DFW. It was so yeah. It's like, even now I live about 45 ish minutes from the airport and I'm like, "Ah, it's so far in the future. Like depending on stuff, we might end up moving up towards Fort Collins at some point or something Mm -hmm. like that, which is, would be like an hour or more, an hour and 45 minutes from the airport, unless Fort Collins has an airport. But then it's just it's just like a stop. They have a they have a regional airport. Yeah. But if I do come up there, we'll have some adventures for sure. Oh yes, for sure. And when was the last time you saw mountains? I've been like Thai mountains, but when was the last time you saw the Rocky Mountains? Oh, the Rocky Mountains? Probably probably when I was there with you. With the last nice. time we were in Vale. <laughs> oh man. Which was like fifteen years ago.
Well, James, it's now time for our favorite segment, Adventures in the News. And this week, it's your turn. So what have you found for us? It is. Michael, what is your favorite holiday? My very favorite holiday is... (laughs) Not going to answer the question you want it to be. My very favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Oh. Well, never mind. Just and close it. (laughs) Anyway, I would say that for me, my favorite holiday is probably... Maybe also Thanksgiving, but probably Christmas. See, I I love Christmas, but Thanksgiving is just a little bit less stressful. Mm, you know, makes sense. Less pressure. I love now, Christmas. The whole holiday season, from Thanksgiving to New Year's. So here, here I found a, an article that is the ten best Christmas vacation destinations for 2023 per okay. travel experts, whatever that means. Okay. So I'm going to ignore this giant banner ad at the top of my screen. Um, <laughs> So, thanks msn.com. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's and it's from the New York Post. So, uh, well, this is good, James. So, this way, if people don't have a plan yet, they can get an early jump on their. It's, it's about time if you if you don't have Christmas plans yet, what are you doing? Because you know, and I think, out of time. <laughs> and I think that we should rate the destinations. Okay. I'm not going to say one through ten. I'm just going to say what what do you think about them, and we can just also decide how feasible or out of touch said article may or may not be okay okay the first one says aside from just changing things up traveling to different places during christmas time allows you to see how different cultures celebrate the holidays now that's true whether you're looking for some time on a tropical beach after living in your winter coat for months actually if it's christmas you wouldn't have been living in your winter coat for months you're right it's just the beginning of winter really that's just not yeah really anyway or want to experience an extra festive holiday skiing. That's a weird way to phrase that. Hmm. Um, there's a Christmas vacation for all types of families. As for the price tag, going away for the holidays is going to cost much more than other. That's true as well. But it also says that the cost to travel during the holidays is a cost that repays itself for the extra experience. I mean, I understand the sentiment. And for me, I don't have the real desire to travel for Christmas just because I like to spend it with mm-hmm. family. Yes. That's the thing. But if my whole family was traveling, I don't know. That'd be a different story. But right. I like the idea yes. of seeing different cultures. That's cool. It does also say traveling on the actual days of the holiday, such as Christmas Day, New Year's Day, they are cheaper. And that is true. True, because nobody Tra- wants to travel Traveling on-, on the day of Thanksgiving is cheap. Traveling on yeah. Christmas Day is cheap. I have traveled on Christmas Day, and that's the way you get cheap flights to Thailand. Um, <laughs> yes. I've done it twice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> number one, Scotland, Highlands, and Edinburgh. Berg, Burra, Edinburgh. 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 I mean, I would love to see Scotland. Mm-hmm. When I think of Christmas, Scotland just isn't something that just pops up in my mind. It doesn't, like, pop in my head. I have not read this article, but like I'm thinking like Germany and the Christmas markets or I don't know, Bethlehem. I would love to see Scotland. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I just they do have a Christmas market. But yeah, so Scotland. Specifically the Highlands and Edinburgh. I would love to see it. I'm not gonna put that as number one yet just because it doesn't quite make sense okay. to me. It doesn't quite click to me. I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me or, or not on that yeah. one, but Okay. For the opposite of probably a traditional Western style Christmas, we have Australia. Mm. Because then you get summer Christmas. Now, see that would be fun just because it is so different. And from what I understand, instead of leaving cookies out for Santa, they leave beer out for him because it's so hot. Mm. And that would be fun to be a Santa on Christmas in yes. down under. 
So specifically I think they have barbecues. Says, yeah, they do. It specifically says Sydney. I would say interesting, especially if you don't like cold. Interesting would be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would be different. It would be culturally different. It would be similar just because it would still have that sort of um, English culture, but right. distinct because because of the weather, because of the traditions that have built up. Number three, we're starting to get into the old world, the Czech Republic. Now, Prague would be cool at Christmas. I can see that. Yeah, this is from the castles and small towns. Yeah. Wonderful Christmas markets, but they have a much more Eastern European flavor. I'm on board with that. I think that's cool. I, I would do Prague at che- Christmas. Chechia. Sorry. <laughs> it's not the Czech Republic anymore, is it? All right. Next, we have Finland. That sounds... I just want to go. 100%. That's where Santa Claus lives. That is true. Santa lives in Finland, in the North Pole. There's reindeer there. They even eat them, but you probably wouldn't want to do that on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northern Lights. See, for me, Christmas mm-hmm. is... And it's it's odd because it's something growing up we never really had, which is like, one, the cold weather, snowy Christmas is just... Once or twice we had snow. On like Christmas. twice in my life. <laughs> and like... I understand that even places that get snow, most of the time it doesn't snow on Christmas. I understand yeah. that. However, in my mind, when I think of Christmas, that's it. It's very oh, much yeah. the, the, the the like Coca-Cola ad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the Dallas area, we don't usually get snow until January, February. If we get it at all. Right? If we get it one at all. Day. And Christmas is usually like 50 degrees. <laughs> if that. like, <laughs> it, I think a few, few years ago, it was like 83 Anyway, so Finland. That's my number one so far. Austria. Same what I was saying about Germany. Mm-hmm. The Christmas markets, the the Glühwein, all that. The Alps, everything. Yes, certainly. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. If you're into if you're into skiing, it'd probably be great. All right, so we have Saint Bart's. Totally different. Completely different. If you really just want to get away from the cold and and everything. I get it. It wouldn't be where I would necessarily choose to go. Yeah. I do get it, though. If you're living in, like, I don't know, South Dakota, and it's just so cold and you're just absolutely sick of it. Yeah, go to an island. It'd be wonderful. I mean, the Caribbean would be would be great. Yeah. Here's one. Here's one that, again, maybe I'm a little biased. And it's also the only one I have physically experienced, mm. which is New York City. Oh, 100%. Rockefeller with the with the tree and the, the, the tree, ice skating rink. Just the whole Times Square at Christmas time with all the lights and the, you know, it's it's amazing. I've never been there at Christmas time, and I can picture it exactly because it's such a huge part of our culture, our pop culture hear, in the U.S. I, Home Alone. I hear the I Home mean, Alone theme song in my head. <laughs> how many movies? How many Christmas movies take place in New York City? So many. All of them. So, so skating, many. skating in Rockefeller Center. I have done that. However. It is ridiculously expensive. That's exactly what I was going to ask. It's 30 minutes. And this was probably close to almost 10 years ago now, probably. And I believe it cost $100 a person. Oh, wow. Worth it? Sure. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But also, like, the food in New York. You can have any Mm. kind of food. It's just great. I liked the New York subway system. I don't don't know. It's great. I do, too. I do, too. It's kind of gross. I've been on worse. Well... I mean, I've been on better. It's <laughs> All right. I will totally off topic real quick about Rockefeller. If you're ever looking for the good view, top of the rock, way better than Empire State Building. The wait is like 10 minutes instead of 10 hours. And you can see the Empire State Building, which is such an iconic part of the skyline. You can see it from top yeah. of the rock. Better view of Central Park, too. I stand by that. 
I have been to the Empire State Building and I paid quite a bit of extra money to mm-hmm. be like escorted up to the top ahead of everybody. And I felt like yeah. a celebrity. <laughs> People were yeah. like looking and like, who is that guy? And they're just like, come on. And I was like, yeah, excuse me, excuse me. All right. So we have Switzerland. Okay. Oh, same, same. same as Austria. Same as Germany. Definitely. Alpine kind of, you know, I think of Christmas. I think of like, yeah, like hot chocolate. And Switzerland seems cozy at Christmas time. Like wearing wearing like a nice sweater, yeah, and yeah. like sitting <laughs> sipping a mug with two hands. You know the Swiss; they love a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> if I know one thing about the Swiss, <laughs> it's <laughs> not, not much. Um, I never know how to pronounce this island. Anguilla, Anguilla. I'm not a Christmas beach guy, apparently. Let's say, hang on, it is pronounced. So it's Anguilla, but the locals call it Anguilla. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, sure, it's a tropical island. I would spend Christmas on an island, but it wouldn't be my first choice, probably. I would, And, like, the picture is just a beach. The other ones have pictures of, like, the Christmas markets and the Christmas tree at Rockefeller. It's just a beach. beach. It doesn't look Christmassy at all. Yeah. And finally, we have Germany, specifically Munich. Definitely. Same for the the Christmas market, all of that. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said from the very beginning. Let's see. Do you want to rate them real quick? Yeah. Sure. You can rate yours. And then I'll rate mine. All right, folks. So uh, we're going to give you our ratings and our recommendations because you still have, well, you don't have much time left. Christmas is uh, creeping up on us. No, and it, it does say it does say at the end, plan 10 to 12 months in advance. Uh-oh. Well. Next year, maybe. You might, you might just be able to squeak by. So for these, um, so um, hang on. Let me, I, need to, I need to type them out so I can see them all in one place. So we yep, have yep, Scotland. Yep. Actually, please type them them out so I can also look at them. Okay, okay. You read them to me. I'll type them. Scotland. Scotland. Hold on. Go back to that. Australia. Okay. Czechia. Finland. Austria. St. Bart's. NYC. Switzerland. Anguilla. Germany. So for me, I think I'm with you on the beaches, James. I think I would put the two Caribbean islands at the bottom. I don't know where I would rank St. Bart's and Anguilla. I mean... I don't know enough about either one of those to know which one is better at Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put those both at the, at the bottom. I don't know. So I would put 10 slash nine. After that, number eight for me, as much as I would absolutely love to go there, probably Australia, just for the same reason. I'd like yeah. to see it, but not really as Christmassy as I want. And that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, same with Scotland. So one of the, like the, the funny thing is like, Australia and Scotland are some of my like biggest bucket list destinations. However, just on the list, this is where it gets a little bit harder. So I'm I'm thinking 10 and 9, St. Barton and Anguilla. I'm not sure the distinction between them, really. 8, Australia. 7, Scotland. 6, Prague. Prague is a lovely city. I've actually been there. Pretty much everything from 6 up would be fantastic. Any one of these I would go for. Then Switzerland, just because maybe I just know a little bit less about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know quite what to do there. New York City would be fantastic. Love New York City. It would be incredible at Christmas time. Austria and Munich, those were tough because they're very similar. You, you got the Christmas markets, the sort of German Christmas culture, which is just great. I mean, Christmas trees came from Germany. Christmas lights came from Germany. A lot of the things that we associate with Christmas yeah, now is are German. from Germany and Austria, you know? And then number one, Finland, just because, hey, that's where the North Pole is. It'd be fun to see the Northern Lights at Christmas time. And um, Oh, yeah. And all that. So that's that's kind of where I land on this. And I'm sure none of them would be bad at all. None of these are oh, bad. Yeah, these are all the top 10. But that's my ranking. All righty. So I'm going to start at the bottom, too. Okay. I think our bottom are 
kind of the same. I have an Inguila and St. Bart's at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Not a beach Christmassy gay. Yeah. Um, then Australia, then Scotland. Same okay. kind of reasons. They just don't feel Christmassy. Six, I have New York City. And again, maybe because I've been there already, I've kind of already done it. It wasn't on Christmas, but it was around Christmas. So I got the kind of thing. Mm. Then I have Finland. Not that I am not. I'm very interested in Finland. I would love to go to Finland, but it just doesn't mm. say Christmas to me, if that makes sense. I am Finnish as well. So that could be part oh, of it. Okay, I okay. would love to see part then, of my, uh, my culture. Then I have, then I, for, for I have Prague, Prague and Finland could flip flop. Sure. Kind of. I don't know much about either of them, and yeah. they both seem neat. Three, I have Germany. Okay. Two, Switzerland. One, Austria. And the reason I picked Austria and Switzerland over Germany was the Alps. And that was it. Right. Beyond that. Yeah, because you're a mountain guy. I'm a mountain. I'm a mountain gay. Mountain man. But anyway, <laughs> well, that was fun. We'll post that, and you guys can look at it and take what you want out of it. Yeah, because the holidays are coming, James, mm-hmm. faster than we might want to. Admit. Oh, yeah. Well, all righty then. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I do not. That was great. Uh, we're back and we're going to have more episodes coming up real soon. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it very much. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a nice review on your podcast app of choice. Whatever you feel we deserve, but five stars is, again, the best. <laughs> preferred <laughs> yeah you can find more attempt adventure content on facebook instagram youtube we're all mm-hmm. attempt adventure you know that's mm-hmm. what we are we're attempt adventure yeah. the best place however is probably our website www.attemptadventure.com there you'll find pictures show notes all of our episodes info blog post just just a bunch of stuff everything everything you could yeah. ever imagine <laughs> ever want ever Click the little, it's got everything. <laughs> just click the like little z- contact. Zombo, Zombocom. <laughs> just click click the little contact us button in the corner and send us your show notes. Yep. Your show notes, if you have them. <laughs> Save send us some them. time. <laughs> send them. Send us your ideas, comments, whatever you want. Just send us stuff. Yep. We love it. Yeah. 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 All righty. Well, uh, I think that's about it for this week. I think so too. Again, thanks everybody so much, and until next time, keep adventuring.